Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine. Hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. Is getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark, more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. God can't bless who you pretend to be or who you compare yourself to. He can only bless you and the lane that was created for you. I feel that for somebody. You don't need no edge entity. You need boundaries. What? I don't need your likes. I don't need your validation. All I need is a God fighting for me that says all things, all things, all things. Chad. Today is going to be a blast. My co-host, friend, and just overall amazing human being, Adrian Bailon Houghton, is probably the most veteran of any guests we've had. Sis has earned her delegation stripes by pulling up on us during our virtual experience and chatting with me in a PJ interview on Woman Evolve TV. There are some people you talk to and you think to yourself, I talked to them once, there's nothing else that we can talk about. But every time I speak with Adrian, she adds so much value, so much insight into whatever is taking place in my life that I know it's only a result of her constantly evolving in her own. She's sharing some new lessons with us about really just staying in the fight, maintaining your fire when life gets tough, when life starts to strip you away. And um, we're going to learn from her. So let's get into it. So you've been open about your story, but to the comfort of what you're willing to share, I just want to talk about you like staying in the fight, like with your career, personally, like how you keep the passion to continue to, you know, sign up for things that seem bigger than you or, or hard. Honestly, it, 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 I feel like the flames come and go. The embers mm -hmm. come and go. Mm -hmm. There are days when I feel like I can do it and I can, I'm resilient and anything is possible. And then there are other days when I just want to lay down and like cry and wake up two days later. And then maybe I can be ready for the fight. Mm 
Yeah. I think people don't recognize that your fight doesn't have to be consistent every single day, 24 days. I mean, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Um, you can, you can reignite your fire every four days if necessary. You know what I'm saying? Um, so for me, whether it's been like my career, which I feel like has ended and started three different times in my life. <laughs> um, I feel like there is a part of, there's a part of that. Why I never give up has to do with the fact that I really do believe that God has a plan and a purpose for my life. I know that's so cliche to say, but I really do believe that if I'm here, if there is life in me, then there's purpose in me. Yeah. If I'm still here, then it's for a reason. And maybe I just need to find the drive, the passion, the fire to fuel whatever that purpose is. Um, and for me, that's spending time alone. I know this sounds really weird, but like I'm the type of person that I feel most myself when I'm alone. Oh, me too, though. But me too. That's not I don't think that's weird. And people yeah. think that like if you're that way, because, you know, I'm introverted and people are like you, I would never guess you're introverted. Like you're so this, you're so that. But it's like people think that introverted means that you don't speak, that you don't have a personality, personality. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm cool. I'm funny. All those things. But like yeah. by myself also, that's that's good for me. Yeah, I think the people don't realize um, I actually learned this during the pandemic was being an introvert means that you are fueled by being spending time by yourself, by yeah. going inside, going inside fuels me where there are other people who get energized by being around a lot of people. And that's where they feed off their energy. I am not that person. I get my best ideas when I'm alone in yeah. the shower. It's like yeah. that is when. When I'm ugly and just home and like a top knot and no makeup on, I that's when I feel my most beautiful. That's when I'm just like, who am I? I can hear the voice of the Lord. I just need a second of silence. And that is what fuels me. That is what creates my fire inside mm. of me is time alone. And it's okay, I think, for people to recognize that you're only going to be your best if you've had that time to refuel, to find your fire, to relight your fire, to, it, it's not realistic to just think you're going to be on fire the whole time. Yeah. Real fires be going out. Okay. Right. <laughs> you gotta wood. You gotta, we just came from camp and we were doing bonfires every night with s'mores and things like that. And I was like, we need to keep throwing stuff in there to keep it going. And I think it's like that in our real lives as well. And our things that we're passionate about, it's important to take take a moment for you to figure out. And, and the crazy thing is I'd be feeling like my fire changes for different things. I could Ooh. be so hype about one thing in one season. And then I'm not into it at all. A few months later, I'm like, that's not at all what I want to do anymore. Or I'm passionate about something else. And recognizing what you're on fire for and being okay with taking a moment to relight that fire is key. I love it because you talked about like flame and embers, flame and embers and like that up and down of the fire. Like, what do you think the embers teach you that the flame can't teach you? And like, what does the flame teach you that the embers can't teach you? Oof. What do the embers teach me? Honestly, for me, the embers teach me what fire is going to actually last. Mm. Does that make sense? Like, I feel like there are things that are short-term goals, long-term goals, things that something as simple as like a show, like as much as I, you know, you could be like, okay, I was so passionate about the real for all those years. If I'm honest, there was a time when I was like, I'm not 
really passionate about this. And I only realized that when I took a moment to sit in my embers. Wow. Does that make sense? If the pandemic had never happened, I think I just would have been on that hamster wheel of just like going, going, going. I wake up at 430 in the morning. I shoot a show. I like it wasn't until I had a moment to just sit in the silence that I was like, I actually have other things that I'm interested in or I'm passionate about other things or wow, I can cook meals with my husband and I didn't have those. I was in bed by eight o'clock every night. We wasn't cooking nothing. Like there were certain parts of my life that I didn't realize I was missing out on Mm. until I like, that was for me, the embers. It was like my pause time, my still moment that I realized, um, maybe I don't love this fire as much as I thought. Yeah. And maybe my fire can burn for something else. I realized how much I missed my family. My whole family came and stayed with me in Calabasas. And I, we all lived under one. When do you get that opportunity in life to live with your siblings and your parents again under one roof? I loved it. And it made me realize how much I missed having them in my everyday life. And I couldn't do that being on the West Coast. And so I ended up buying a home in New York. And it, for me, made me realize what is it that actually is, what is my fire? Does that make sense? And for me, it's my family. It's asking me what my why is. My why is my family. And it kind of just shifted my perspective in a way that made, this is going to sound crazy, made like Hollywood or a TV show and those kind of things not as significant to me anymore. That doesn't, I don't think that sounds crazy at all. I think it's like, sobering I think you know we're talking about fire to stay in the fight but I think we first have to qualify like what is the fight like is the fight for fame is it for a career for money for success or is the fight for like for my peace and my wholeness and I think that that's why the fire can like go up and down because sometimes your fire is hijacked by hustle your fire is hijacked by achievement but to really reclaim your fire and to say like I really want to burn for what feels authentic what fills me I think that that's I think that's powerful it seems like that's the journey that you're on too how do you like do you I guess maybe have to reconcile with this idea that like God gave me this opportunity and I should be grateful for it but I'm not Mm -hmm. on fire for it anymore like is there a guilt connected to that and like how do you navigate it Mm. for sure I feel like in so many ways when I would say things like I don't I don't care about this and I think I actually said it on one of the episodes of the real and my producers later came back they're like why were why were you saying that like mm-hmm. it, like it was offensive to them and I had to like explain my I'm like no you don't I'm not saying I don't care about this show I don't care as much about what my perception is to the world as I do about like who I am in real life like yeah does that make sense? And I feel like for so much of my life and my career, it's been on camera, it's been on screen, it's been in front of the world. And I just enjoy more so the things that aren't captured on Instagram anymore. I enjoy, you know, not having a full beat of, like, I, I genuinely enjoy looking in the mirror and just seeing, like, me. Like, and it's so weird how that has changed so much. And there is a part of that that has felt really guilty to me. Like, does that mean you don't, you know how many girls would love to be in your seat, would love to have. And, and I get that. And I value that. And 
it kind of came to point when I was like, then they should be able to do that. And mm. I hope they do get that opportunity to do that. And I hope that what I have done has created a pathway for them to be able to do that. But I don't think you should fight for something that you're not on fire for. Oof. That's it's actually unfair to hold that space mm. when somebody is on fire for that and they should get that opportunity. And I would love to see that. And I'd be the first one being like, yes, you're killing it. Like, that's amazing. But um, I, I think specifically for me, even as the show went on, it changed what it was. I used to joke around that like, no one does stupid better than us in daytime. Like we genuinely were girls that enjoyed having fun and being silly. And the reality is our world was not in that place anymore. It wasn't a very dark place. We had to speak up for injustice as the only women of color on daytime television mm -hmm. as a show that represented that. And those conversations were difficult. They were not something to be like <laughs> and funny about. And then I also recognized that there was a part of, um, I loved sharing my own personal stories. I didn't as much love talking or feeling like I was like I had the right to speak on other people's stories. Mm -hmm. And that was hard for me. That was like, I don't have peace. Like I literally would go to sleep at night. Like, did I say something crazy? Like, am I like, is this going to be a problem tomorrow morning? And crazy enough, three years before I didn't feel that way. Yeah. So I was like, this is what it is. That's my opinion. <laughs> and, you have and, and I don't know if that's God's conviction on my, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what that is, but it was different for me. So I, I, I recognize that. And there definitely is guilt attached to that. But at the same time, there was so much peace and I, I'd rather focus on the peace that I have, um, doing a show for literally a decade. I started The Real when I was 29. I started auditioning when I was 28, got the show when I was 29. That was the summer run. We were on air at 30. I will be 40 next year. Wow. So that's a whole 10 years of my life. And I think it's okay to, to be like, it's time to move on and find peace in that for sure. Everybody who knows me knows that I love to cook, but in the summertime, I'm on summer break like everyone else in this house. I prefer to spend less time in the kitchen and more time relaxing. Thanks to HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit, I get to do just that. I'm spending up to 30 minutes in the kitchen cooking this amazingly good recipe that are basically foolproof. You literally cannot mess it up. Sis, let's come into agreement that we can stop sweating our edges out while cooking a good meal. Start today by going to HelloFresh.com slash WomanEvolve16 and use code WomanEvolve16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. 16 free meals? Are you kidding me? Even if you're going away for the summer, HelloFresh will meet you there. I love the flexibility of HelloFresh. They are giving us the easy option of changing our delivery address to wherever we're vacationing. Ooh, cooking on vacation? It sounds like coins being saved. Eating out on vacation is a bill that you can avoid by using HelloFresh. Spend those coins on souvenirs, dope adventures, or add them to your next vacation. Go to HelloFresh.com slash WomanEvolve16 and use code WomanEvolve16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. 
I just hear so much like authenticity and like giving yourself permission to grow and change and to make peace with that and to create space for other women. Because sometimes I think to your point, like we stay in position that we're no longer on fire for because we feel guilty about moving on. But then we're resentful about staying in place. And so to say, you know what, like maybe someone else should hold this position. That is like that takes a lot of courage and it's very or the title. We like mm. the title. We like yeah. the idea of it more than we like actually doing it. Like whatever it is. Like I know for so many people, they're like five days a week on television. That's real estate. That's daytime real. And I, yeah. I genuinely felt like, but I'm not, I'm not passionate about it in that space. And guess what? Three years might go by and I might be like, let me get back in here. Yeah. This. And that's okay too. So, but I do think it's important to also recognize that there are, are people on fire for certain things that maybe you're not on fire for. You might want to give them a chance mm. and I want to bow out gracefully and let them, and you never know what if them being on fire for that position ignites your fire again, what yeah, if you yeah, watch yeah. them, mm-hmm. you get to sit back and see them carry this torch and kill it. And that torch reignites your fire. There's so much in this on What's- so many levels. From like leadership in church to everything. Oh, girl. Yes, for sure. Because we see that in church all the time where like there's a pastor who doesn't want to be in position, but he doesn't want to turn over anyone else. (laughs) So he just stays there instead of giving other people an opportunity to grow and develop. And when I tell you there are hungry people who are like, listen, I would love to try. I think I have a gift and they just never get the opportunity to do it. Uh, And that is a shame. Yeah, that is a shame. And and I think it's okay to do a little soul searching, recognize that, pass on the torch. And like I said, that doesn't mean that you'll never be in that position again. What if this reignites your fire? What if it starts a new chapter for you and and, or ignites your fire in a different space where you kill? So you never know. One area of your life where like you have never had the flame ember thing, like you've only been flame. You've always been on fire about blank and you don't think that will ever change. Love. Oh, really? I've been on fire. For, I've been on fire, just on fire, <laughs> but for the wrong people. For the like, I just always like, I don't know what that is. I guess I'm a relationship girl. I've always wanted to not even want it. It's not even like I've been intentional about it. Clearly. Um, I've, I've always been a romantic at heart. Like I believe in love. I believe in like, I don't know. I, maybe it's a Puerto Rican thing. Me and JLo got that in common. We'd be out here just <laughs> in love. Okay. Uh, but I, I do, be, I believe in love. I believe in relationships, not just in romantic relationships, but like like I will always be on fire for my family. Yeah. Always. That'll never change. That'll never change. Like that is a love that I can't even, if I think about my nieces, I'll be like, <laughs> like there is something that has been embedded inside of me to have like such a fire for my family, to protect them, to love them, to be there for them, to, um, to be a peacemaker amongst us. Like I, I just, if Love and family, which I think when you're in love with somebody and they become your husband, they become your family. And I have a whole family in Israel. So I, I'm grateful. I will never lose. And that's, 
that's even like sketch because I guess technically I still consider us newlyweds. We this year will be six years. Is this six years or six, right? When did I get married? 2016. In 2016. Because Ella was just a baby. That was part of the reason why. Yeah. mm -hmm. So this year will be six years. I still feel like newlyweds, but maybe there will come a day where maybe in certain areas, it's not like, oh my gosh, but I, I don't know. We shall see. I'll catch up with you at that point. No, I don't think so. I still feel it. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. And then you guys do life with each other. And so... I don't know. There's something about like just constantly being with each other where you either are going to fall deeper in love or you're going to be like, I totally chose wrong because you spend so much time together. I think it has an opportunity to really like develop that love. What's been like, I don't know, like what is it about your relationship that makes you a better person that like makes you feel constantly those moments of like, I did good when I chose you. Oh, my gosh. I have so many of them. Um, for us, we laugh together so much that there are more, like, we were at the airport yesterday and walking through, we were delirious. Our flight kept getting delayed. We landed at like four o'clock in the morning and we are so stupid and silly (laughs) together that I'd be like, yo, who else could I be this stupid and this silly with? And like, there's moments like that, that I'm like, I did, I did so well because you are you get me and I get you and nobody else would think like if somebody else watched this, I actually think they walk by us just like, what is wrong with these two? So there's moments like that. Laughter are moments of laughter for me. Get me every time. Um, I also think I, I'm like a fan of Israel's like musically. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Like, mm-hmm. like I actually think he's so talented and so dope that there's moments that I'm just like in awe of how dope he is. And I, I feel like he has those kind of moments with me too, whether it's like coming up with an idea and he's like, yo, you're like legit, legit. Like we're fascinated with each other in different ways. For me, it's him musically. I can be fascinated with just his musicality. I just think it's so dope. Um, and then for Kim with me, it's like other things like, Oh, I did something on a business level or whatever. Another thing I will say is he makes me want to be more thoughtful Mm. and the kind of friend he is to people makes me want to be a better friend. Wow. Like, is this a real, like, is thinks about people. I'll be honest. I'll be busy. I'll be thinking about myself. Okay. (laughs) Um, But is think like is will be like, I wonder how this person is doing. And he actually picks up the phone and calls them or sends them a message. Sarah, you're like that too. I, I'm the worst. I'll have a whole conversation about you, but never tell you that like I was thinking about you. But I'll literally be like, she's so dope. I love her. And Iz will tell me, like, tell her that. Like, send her a message, even if it's quick and simple. I used to think that was corny or that people would think I was weird if I did that. You know, yeah. like, so corny. Like, go send a message. I was thinking about you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's so funny, though, because whenever I do reach out to you, like, when you respond, you you show love. It's, you know, everyone's got their own thing, their own way of expressing. But one of the things that I appreciate about being in friendship with you is that, like, literally could be months, could be a year, two years, especially after p- the pandemic, since I've seen you or connected with you. And it's always like we kind of pick up exactly where we left off. And I feel like 
When it comes to relationships and maintaining relationships, that undercurrent of love that keeps you engaged, like that's hard to cultivate. And it doesn't happen with everyone. But when it does happen, you really have to honor it. And it sounds like even with you and your family, like that's just something that you didn't allow distance to keep you from doing. Like you stayed plugged in. And it's so hard unless there's some level of intentionality connected to that. And it sounds like you guys have that. Yeah, for sure. Thank God for group chats. And yeah, uh, but yeah, it definitely you have to be intentional about it. And I feel like he makes me want to be more intentional. So if you start receiving like just a real sappy text messages yes. from me, just get it, <laughs> you know. I'm, I'm going to just like and be like, thank you. Thank you. A and thank you is for this yeah. text message. Totally his influence. I really used to think that stuff like that was corny, like or that people would would be put off by that. Like, oh, why is she sending me this? Like, I literally used mm. to think that. So I'm grateful that he's softened me and made me uh, a little bit more on. It's just like the softer side of Sears. It's like, come yes, see the softer side of A. <laughs> For sure. You know what? One of the things that makes social media so challenging is that you'll be scrolling thinking that everything and every person who is an entrepreneur is out here popping and they make it look so easy. And child, the results of the lie detector have determined that the easiest part of being a small e-commerce business owner is trusting ShipStation to make ship happen. ShipStation gives the same deeply discounted shipping rates to small businesses that usually only work in favor of big businesses. You don't have to worry about spending the bulk of your time tracking down the best deal or have fear of shipping internationally because ShipStation handles it all. I trust and love their easy to use system so much that it's connected to our order fulfillment system and we use it to quickly compare rates and delivery times with carriers. ShipStation is not only working for me but also for my customers. Don't let the big guys keep all the good discounts to themselves. Sign up using promo code Evolve for a free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com and start saving with every shipment. That's two whole months of discounted shipping absolutely free. Just go to ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the page and type Evolve. Do you think that him softening you up, like I know you said you were always into love and family though, but do you think that him softening you up makes you desire motherhood even more the way that you've been? Because I've heard you talk about it more recently than I think you have because you were just kind of keeping it private. But do you think that level of vulnerability and transparency, is that a result of just like, I want to show this, you know, more softer side of who I am as well? For sure. I feel like the last five years, I also joke that like is is my first child because <laughs> and that sounds crazy, but there's a certain love that I have for is that makes me want to like protect him. Like, mm. I want to eat in the middle of the night. I wake up and make sure that he's breathing like and I never like that sounds so crazy. My family actually makes fun of me for it because I'll be like, is he OK? Is he like I I joke that like. If you know Israel. He's like a little reckless, like just in general, like he likes to jump off of things. I think he's <laughs> gone skydiving more than 40 times. He don't do that no more. Not with me. Yeah, We're not jumping no, out of we airplanes. We with no. that. We're done. But, but that's practicing death. We all right. We good. No. <laughs> who does that? So this is who he is. Like he definitely has like 
like a crazy boy side to him that like does weird things like like skips like seven steps jumps them <laughs> he wants to, like i'm like why so he's added some anxiety to my life in that sense where i'm like don't break a bone don't but even in that recognizing that i could love someone so deeply has definitely made me mm. want to be a mother that much more. I've always thought I'd, I'd be a mom. And obviously my journey hasn't been what I thought it would be. And it's funny that you say that, that I haven't spoken about it much until now. And it's obviously been like a six year long journey, but two parts to that. I felt like as transparent and open and honest as I am, as I am about so many things, I also had to recognize there were certain things that were sacred to me. Yeah. And my journey to motherhood has really been sacred to me. I, I have to use wisdom and like, if I talk about this so freely, that also means I have to be prepared for people to have opinions about mm -hmm. it just as freely. And I don't think I was strong enough for that. Like at that time, like I had mm -hmm. to actually work through my own uh, sadness about it. My yeah. own like, Ugh, how do I even feel about this before I can open up to strangers and the world to have their opinion about it? What do I feel about this? And I feel like now that I've worked through a lot of that, it's not easy, but I, I feel like now I've been able to talk about it more and just be like, this has really been probably one of the hardest things I've ever been through. And there were certain spaces that I felt were not safe for me to have that conversation. And then there's others where I do feel like there's going to be people that are praying for me. There's going to be yeah. people that can relate to it. There's going to be people that maybe can find healing in like hearing that they're not alone and that like this can happen to any of us. I'm a Latina. And let me tell you, I thought that if somebody looked at me, I was going to get pregnant. <laughs> I was so sure. I was so sure. And then it just didn't work out that way for me. And my story has been so crazy and strange, but I have known one thing and I actually have talked about it because of you. That's so weird. I never, I I'm actually having the conversation that I was about to quote you to you. That's what oh, was about wow. to happen. Okay. Uh, well, go ahead. Continue. <laughs> right. So I have been saying like, it's not a question of, will I become a mother? It's a question of when, which you actually said to me once. And I even had the questions of like going through fertility treatments and like, what does it all mean? There actually are legit people that will say like, you're trying to play God. And that mm -hmm. messed with me for a while. I was just like, well, why is it that if people have cancer, they don't tell them if they're going through chemo, that's playing God. Like you're just getting treatment for something that maybe isn't right or, or that you need help with, or that's like mental illness. That's a whole other conversation, but you know what I mean? Yeah. And you actually said something to me, which was, I think I was like, if it doesn't work, does that mean because it wasn't in God's will or that I'm doing something that God doesn't want me to do? And you were like, if it does work, then it, then it is in his will. It was something to that effect, pretty much. I'm not saying it verbatim, but it was something to the effect of like, you're not playing God and God is still in control. No matter yeah. what fertility treatments we do or don't do, God is still in control. He's always in control. And there's been treatments that I've done that didn't work. There's been treatments that work that do work. And God was in control of all of that. He was in control of the timing. He was in control of what, uh, 
made me stronger in the process. Like throughout the whole thing, I can absolutely see God's hand in all of it. And I'm grateful. I'm so, I don't think I would be able to like talk this freely if I didn't go through that, have that time and also strengthen my faith in God and his plans for me. So there's that. Okay, so I hate to interrupt all of this good conversation, but I wanted you to know that I want to talk to you too. I want to hear your story. I want to hear your thoughts and opinions. You can send me your application, your video to be a co-host to podcast at womanevolve.com. Let me know what it is you want to talk about, why it's important to you that you be on the podcast. Maybe you're like, girl, I am not going to be on anybody's podcast. I don't do talking to people. First of all, this is a sign. Overcome yourself. But if not... You can send me an advice question, podcast at womanevolve.com. Okay, let's get back to the podcast. Hey, you said something. I don't know if you realize how much permission you just gave us to not allow, not force ourselves to make every battle public because you said that you didn't feel like you were strong enough to have people freely put input their opinions into your personal life. And it sounds like maybe small to you or or maybe it doesn't. But I think so many of us feel like I don't want to engage in this fight for my mental health. I don't want to engage in this fight for my peace, for my purpose. I don't want to stay in this fight. I have no fire because I don't know about the opinions connected to it. But the idea that I could get into a fight and it could just be between me and God, it can be between me and maybe just my close friends. I don't have to make an announcement. It doesn't have to be public allows us to really have the tenacity to do what we need to do in order to really experience victory. And sometimes you have to really decide what's most important, me maintaining the fire for the fight or announcing the fight so that other people know that I'm in a fight. Sometimes it's really just about cultivating this. I got to keep this fire burning. And sometimes this fire can be blown out very easily because I'm discouraged and I'm disappointed. And so protecting that fire becomes the number one goal. And that means you may not be able to share it with everyone. People used to say, why don't you share your story? And I would watch other people do their fertility treatments and literally take pregnancy tests and hold the, and I'm not judging them. Yeah. More power to, I couldn't do it. The phone would be down. It's, I, I can't, yeah. I don't be crying. I like, it, I, I couldn't do it. And not only that, but I also felt like I will share my story. I just want to share it in a way that brings someone hope. I don't, I, I didn't feel like it was going to be helpful for me to be having a breakdown with, with you. You know what I'm saying? Let one of us pull ourselves together. That I can help you out. <laughs> let me, let me, let me give you a, a hand, a helping hand. I can't do that if I'm not strong enough to do that in my own right. So I feel like my sister literally would call me. And be like, yo, you really not sharing this. I am like my sister would literally be like, I'm shot. Like I was so sure every time you get on that mic, you're just going to be like, and this is what and she actually called me one day. She's like, there is growth there because there's a time where you would have thought you owed it to people to share your story. There was a time where like you literally would have thought like I have to say it because like they know something's going on. So I have to say it. I don't owe that to nobody. I don't owe that to anybody. When I'm ready, I will share. And until then, here we are. And it's it's okay. And I can even share this part. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. But there was a time where my sister literally was like, 
I'm really proud of you. Like you really kept that for yourself. Yeah. I love that's going to first of all, we're going to make that a clip because that I don't owe it to nobody is going to set somebody free and is going to give them the power they need to just be on silent mode while they're going through whatever it is they're going through. Because so many families are just set up in a way where it's like we feel entitled to your information and friendship circles entitled to your personal life. And the truth is, there are moments where I really, really need to keep this to myself so that me and God can figure out what it is, because that's the thing about opening it up to everyone is like by time everyone tells you their perspective of what it is you don't even know what to believe anymore yes yeah yes yes and I I felt like listen if I'm hearing God's voice so clearly and the steps that I'm taking and the journey that I'm on I don't I don't want to hear your voice and your voice not gonna confuse me yeah like there is something so beautiful and so so pure about we have social media now and everyone has an opinion on social media. Everyone. It's the good and it's the bad. Um, there are good things about social media that I absolutely love, like that I can keep up with Women Evolve and you and the clips that I get to hear of you that like, I'm like, yes, I love this. And then there's other things where you're like, why is this on my timeline? Like, yeah. what did this, did this do any good for me? And you just have to be careful about like, I had to even be careful about who I was allowing to speak into my life because they knew that I was going through something. And not only that, but like, what do I really believe? What do I believe? Do I believe that we serve a God that can make miracles happen in 2022? Do like, what do I absolutely, what am I standing on and believing for myself, for my family and for my future children? And that's something I had to go. That was all in here inward. That was not, that was not to sit for me and be like, well, guys, right now, like that just wasn't where I was at. But you're there, but you're there now because you found yeah. your solid footing. So you've been yeah. able to share. There's nothing anyone can tell me that would make me think differently at this point. Mm-hmm. Does that make, and I did not feel that way before. I feel like at this point, anyone could tell me anything and I'd be like, okay, thank you. I know what God said, but thanks. Oof, yeah. And until you work to get to that place, you'll never be able to stay in any fight. Cause that's what, at the end of the day, I'm fighting with the promises of God. Like I'm fighting with the word of God that I have. Like that's the only weapon I have. I'm not mentally strong enough. I don't have the emotional fortitude. Like I can get knocked down very easily. But if I can stand up and say at the end of the day, I trust God and I know that God's presence has been on this journey for this point of time, for this period of time. And I believe that his presence is going to take me the rest of the way. Like that's the only hope that we have. Yeah, literally. And I feel like if you don't take the time to sit in your embers or figure out like, where's your fire? What does your fire mean? What's what what's catching on fire? Okay. <laughs> what is catching on fire? What is catching on fire? I had to figure those things out for myself to have these conversations. Cause if not, I'd be listening to the per- person across from me instead of the person above me. So mm. I just had to like woosah. I know what I believe. And now I'm comfortable with having the conversation about it. But there was a moment, baby. It's going through it. And I can talk about it now and it's like almost, it's so crazy how you go through things and when you're in it, none of it makes sense. And Israel has been saying this quote lately, like nothing is wasted in God. Like nothing is wasted in God. Like 
what I've been through, my journey, my lowest points are not just like wasted. Like it's not, I can't even look at my marriage and say the last five years have been wasted because I didn't have any children in those five years that I wanted them. No, like those five years are precious to me. Like I will hold those first five years of my marriage. They are so special because who we became in those years. Like I, I don't think Iz and I would be as, I don't know if that's a trauma bond or what, but let me tell you, it's a bond <laughs> and it's, it's brought us close. And it's at some point we couldn't depend on each other. We had to depend on God. So I, I love that saying that he's been saying nothing is wasted in God and nothing makes sense when you're going through it. Yeah. And then you look back and you're like, wow, like I get it now. And that I, I feel that. Listen, I feel like we need to have like applause inserted right there because it's just going to help so many people to I mean, because it's hard, like life is hard. Sometimes every day feels like a fight. It feels like a battle. And I think that you've just given someone something that they can really stand on that will not be knocked down or easily moved when life gets to cutting up again, as only life can do, because she'd be on the cut up. Yeah, I I have been obsessed with that. Um. I think it's, I'm going to totally say this man's name wrong. But anyway, it's a song with Chandler Moore. And, oh, I feel like I'm going to say his name wrong. Anyway, it's called Firm Foundation. Is okay. it Cody Barnes? Is it Cody? Carnes, right? Is Carnes. it Carnes? Okay, one yeah. Them. One there of them. Go. Somebody messed it. It's Carnes or Barnes, but I think it's Carnes. I think you are right. And... The cook, the bridge of that song is my favorite. I actually saw it on social media, see the good things that, and they had that part. I'm like, I have to. And it says, um, rain came, wind blew, but my, my house was built on you. And it made mm. me think of like the story of the three, the big bad wolf or whatever, yeah. and the three pigs and some, was it pigs? It was somebody mm-hmm. setting up their houses. One person built their house with straw. One person built their house with sand and somebody else did like bricks and like had a firm foundation. And, I literally think about when he says rain came, wind blew, but my house was built on you. Like I have a firm foundation. I even feel like whatever it is that's in your life that you're going through, like if you can find a firm foundation that you can stand on, a promise that you can hold on to, that no one can blow yeah. away from you. Like that, that is the place you're looking for. And and you just gotta find it. You got to. Okay, so if you know me, then you know I love to cook and bake. Whether it's hosting Thanksgiving for our family and friends or dinner on a regular weekday with my husband and children, cooking is one of my happy places and Caraway makes me even happier to be in the kitchen. I chose Caraway's sleek cream set because it goes well with my kitchen. I am amazed by the storage solution that comes with each set. That's one less distraction when I'm trying to find a matching lid. All of Caraway's cook and bakeware have slick ceramic surfaces that don't require us to use a lot of cooking oil and it's chemical free. Start cooking safely ASAP by visiting carawayhome.com evolve to take advantage of this limited offer for 10% off your next purchase. This deal is exclusive for our listeners. So visit carawayhome.com evolve or use code evolve at checkout. Caraway, non-toxic cookware made modern. 
Now, listen, I'm about to ask you this advice question, but a part of me feels like you already answered it. But I'm going to just shoot my shot anyway. So it says, hey, Pastor Sarah, first, I want to thank you for the support, laughs, and being the wise sister that I always wanted. What's up? You're welcome. Woman Evolve came into my life exactly at the time that I needed it. I was really nervous to send in this advice question, but here it goes. I am 33 year old. 33 years old, and I have been divorced and celibate since June 2019. I have two small little boys, and I recently purchased a new home for us. I have gone to therapy and worked extensively on repairing my heart and mind after divorce and what led me to make the poor decision of being with my ex-husband. I think that I am ready to start dating again, but my family believes that as a divorced woman, I should never date again because my focus should be on raising my children and nothing else. I am also terrified of messing up again and choosing Choosing a man that will break my heart and cause me to go through another crazy, tumultuous situation. I have no idea what to do at this point because although my children are my priority, I know they will grow up and live their lives eventually. And I believe that I should have the love and companionship of a husband one day if God wills it. I know that you've been in a similar situation, so please give me any tips or advice on how I should navigate this time in my life. Yeah. I'm going to let you go first. Yeah. Three things. First, I feel like we all sing in church, good, good father, and no one actually really understands what that means. Mm -hmm. Like he actually has good plans for you. He wants good things for you. He wants you to actually be happy. He doesn't want you to live a miserable life where you're lonely and you feel alone. Like, I don't think that's God's plan and purpose for our lives. I think he created Adam with Eve so that we can have companionship. Like there's something in that, how he intended for us to live. So while I absolutely think that your children can be your focus, part point two is anytime you have a parent, what's the first thing you ask them? What do you want for your children? Like, Sarah, what is it the one thing you want for your kids? What do you want them to be? Happy. Oh, really? What is the example that you lead by? Are you happy? Do you Mm -hmm. live a fulfilled and happy life? I don't think parents think that way. Like, oh, I want my kids to be happy, yet I'm so unhappy. Yeah. So I've sacrificed my happiness. So how am I going to teach my children how to hold on to theirs? Mm. If if I don't know how to live a happy life, if she feels that something that's missing in her life is a romantic companion and she wants it and she wants a husband and she wants a spouse, she should be able to look for that and be an example of what a healthy, happy marriage looks like to her sons. And how great that could be for them to be like, wow, my mom was in a bad relationship and that was what it was. But God is a God of second, third and fourth chances. And she gets to now find that happiness. And I know how to be happy because I saw a mom that that found her way of happiness. Like that's part two and part three. What was my part three? I was going to say and third Oh, that her kids are going to grow up and like, wait, there was another part. What was her last question? It was about, um, oh, is it, but she's afraid that she'll pick the wrong person again. That, that, yes. Okay. So yes, you could be afraid of that. Right. The reality is, could that happen to her again? Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. But there's also this other side of a reality that's, you can end up with the love of her life God could send her a purpose partner like he did for us and she could live happily ever after. So I think obviously to use wisdom and who you're choosing and, you know, pray about it. But man, imagine not taking that chance and not having faith that God will like 
look out for you and hold you down and provide you with what you're looking for. I do think that if that's a desire that God has placed in our heart, then he's going to help her find that person. I hope. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I think that you should really determine what's really bothering you. Is it your family saying that you're not ready or is it your fear that you're going to choose badly in the future? Because if it's just about what your family said, I think that like one, you don't necessarily need their permission to do anything. You know, it's great to have their counsel. It's great to have their wisdom. But if they don't see your growth, if they don't see you're capable, you can take that into consideration, but you don't have to be governed by it. So if you're like, no, listen, I've done my work. I'm in relationship with God. I'm ready to allow my heart to be open. It doesn't mean that you're going to have random people knocking on the door, meeting the kids. You can date privately away from the children. And when you find someone worthy of bringing into their life who have passed the test, then you can make an introduction. But you are able to have a separate life away from how you engage a potential partner with your children. So if it's about the parent thing, I think really explaining maybe this is my plan. This is what I'm going to do. I would appreciate you being a part of it because I'd love your perspective on whoever I may land on but at the end of the day if you can't be supportive of my ability to make my own decisions then I'll just keep you out of it and that'll be the best way to move forward but if the issue is you're afraid of choosing wrong again I think to A's point like you're going to use wisdom you're going to make sure you apply all of the lessons from your past in order to make sure that you choose better and to her point yes you could choose badly again you could choose wrongly I don't know I don't think you could if you've really done this work. If you choose badly, it's going to be a different kind of bad, which means that's still growth from what you did yesterday. There you go. (laughs) But um, I will also say that you recovered from that. And to not be consumed with the idea that you're so fragile that you can't withstand the reality of life. Because the reality of life is you could choose someone who has a different set of issues. Uh, You could choose someone who doesn't make it to the end of the journey with you. Like life is not guaranteeing any of us a happily ever after. All we can do is the best that we can in the moment that we're standing in. And that's the greatest gift you can give yourself. I was going to say that because, you know, going through relationships where I had like such major trust issues, like major trust issues that I think that even in a new relationship that was healthy, there was a part of me that wanted to like micromanage my trust. Like, like, well, it's like people that used to say, I trust him, but I'm still going to check that phone. Right. It was (laughs) things like that. Like, oh, I trust him, but I also need to be watching everything. I need to see what he's doing. Like, and then I came to this place of like, Man, I can't live like that Yeah, on multiple levels. If he's going to do wrong by me, that's on him. Yeah. That's between him and God. You going to miss out. You're going to look like an idiot. You that like I cannot control what everyone else does. But you know what I can I can control when I arrive at them pearly white gates in heaven and Jesus asked me what I did. Yeah, that's what I can control. I can be a good wife. I can be trusting. I can be trustworthy. I can. Right. And I feel like if you focused on that, yeah, you know what I mean? And also ask God to give you clarity, like show me them signs, let reveal themselves (laughs) to me. Like, (laughs) let me tell you, it's so funny. We were telling people to write down. um, We recently just did this exercise with our group and we were like, write down things that you are praying about. And we were giving it to people and they were praying for the other person throughout the week. And they didn't even know that that person was praying for them. Like, it was like, don't talk about it. Don't walk up to him and be like, girl, I, I saw your prayer list. And 
there are certain things that no one would want to write. Like, God, I feel like this guy's cheating on me, but I don't, I don't want to write that down on my prayer list. And we were like, just write reveal. Just yeah, write something like, reveal. give me clarity. <laughs> Show me the signs, Lord. But you can pray that way too and really pray that God, let me tell you, I've been in situations and relations where I literally have prayed like, God, if this is not the person for me, show it to me right now. Like really, really prayed that. I also prayed like for graceful exits. Like, yeah, I know I don't want to be in this, but at the same time, maybe I didn't have the real reason for why God, God put it right in front of my face so I can see it and that I can gracefully bow out and be like, God bless you. And this is why I can't be with you any longer. And it was there it, every time. It never failed me. It would be like right there. And make sure when you pray those prayers, you're actually ready to move. Don't waste God's time. You on his phone, <laughs> wasting his minutes, and you're not going to do nothing about it. <laughs> you're not going to do nothing. That part. Be prepared. Yes. Be prepared. Uh, so, thank you for doing this. I know you're so tired with that delayed right. flight, but I appreciate you. I appreciate you sharing your heart and your growth and your fire. Um, there's no way that anyone's ever around you and they don't feel the just contagious nature of your heart and your spirit. So thank you. You make us all better by just being you. Karen, I love you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And this means so much to me. And I'm just so grateful that you've created such a dope space where women can come and people in general just get to you know hear your words and walk away like yes i i heard from god through you so thank you thank you thank you my pleasure get some rest girl i will i will i love you i love you too bye Adrian, girl, you so clutch and just timeless and effortless and just everything that the world needs. You are always a breath of fresh air and I love me some you. Thank you so much for podcasting with me today, friend. I know it can be a little intimidating to co-host after an Emmy Award winner, but sis, I believe in you. I know you can do it. If you're up to the challenge, I want you to hit my inbox at podcast at womanevolve.com or or, as always, let me get in your business by sending an advice question. Remember, to be a co-host, please attach a one to two minute video to your email about how amazing you are and a little bit about your journey. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.
Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. Is getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.